This is the Court Today replay on C103. This is Court Today. Court Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. And yes, it is Tuesday all day. We're going to make a point of calling out the days because some people are just getting confused as to what day of the week uh, it is. And it's a lovely day weather-wise. Met Erin are telling us there's going to be good sunny spells in most areas uh, today and a kind of a nice mild day as well. And that's the way the weather is kind of settled for this week after that rotten, awful wet day that we had on Sunday. Tomorrow, Wednesday is going to be another mild and mainly dry day with good sun, sunny spells over most of the country. Thursday is going to be uh, the same. Friday, Good Friday there's going to be some rain showers. Saturday then another mainly dry day just some patchy light rain and the forecast at the moment for Sunday is going to be cooler with blustery winds and occasional rain but for from here the, over the next three to four days it's going to be very pleasant and very nice if you are able to get out if you are, and don't forget the two kilometre rule, you must stay within two kilometres of your home, please, and get out and get a little bit of fresh air. And for those people who are cocooning, the ones we are really looking after and worried about, if you can get out into the garden and just walk around the garden, just or if you might have a little seat out in the garden, just sit out and enjoy the fine weather because it, it really is uh, lovely. And just on that whole issue of Easter and fine weather and people have been told we need to stay at home and it is this is a big big push now coming from the chief medical officer Tony Houlihan he is urging the public to stay at home for Easter and he says avoid unnecessary uh, travel and that obviously is all to try to to limit the spread of a uh, coronavirus and he particularly yesterday gave a message out to people who are lucky enough to have a second home and you're lucky enough to have a holiday home. He's saying you should not travel to your holiday home for the Easter bank holiday weekend. He's calling on all of the public not to engage in unnecessary travel or any kind of leisure activities. You can go out for your walk, but you do it within two kilometres of your permanent home not your holiday home the home you live in for the majority of the year and of course his calls came yesterday as the another 16 patients lost their lives to uh, COVID-19 and the National Health Protection Emergency Team also reported 370 new confirmed cases our total number of confirmed cases now are 5,364 and Dr Hulan said he understands the ask that's involved for many Many people, especially with this nice weather that we have this week, he understands that, you know, it can be tough for some people. But he said, look, we all just have have patience with this and know that the reason that these restrictions are being put in place, they're being put in place uh, for everybody's health but in particular for older people. And I can already see some texts coming in from people. Like, here's a good one in from Carol, says, Patricia, I'm particularly worried about the upcoming Easter long weekend. There are holiday homes near where I live. I hope to God that the Gardaí will stop families from Cork City and Dublin. Do not come to their West Cork holiday homes as the number of virus cases are particularly high in cities, especially as in Dublin. These families will only spread the virus. How do we know if they have or don't have it? I actually feel, says Carol, that all the beaches and the parks should be closed 
for the bank holiday weekend. It will be one way of keeping people away. And certainly yesterday we had similar calls and texts in from people and I don't know what part of Cork County Carol is texting us from but she's in an area where there are holiday homes and we certainly had similar texts from people saying they already can see the lights are on in the holiday homes in the evening time and they're seeing a big number of Dublin Reg cars in particular was what we were hearing about uh, yesterday and the current restrictions on movement mean we shouldn't be leaving we shouldn't be getting into cars and driving anywhere you can go outside the two kilometre zone if you need to go shopping and there's no shops in your area ideally you go to your nearest shop if there isn't one within two kilometres then absolutely you can go with outside the two kilometres but travelling outside the two kilometres to go to your holiday home that is not in the spirit of the restrictions and the current restrictions on movement they're due to end next Sunday the 12th of April but now that is going to be considered by the National Public Health Emergency Team. They're having a meeting today. There's going to be another follow-up meeting on uh, Friday and yesterday Dr Tolly Houlihan said he wasn't anticipating any change to the restrictions at the moment. They're going to remain in place and the Irish Independent are leading with a front page story that the headline says still no road map for end to the national lockdown. Uh, the Irish Independents say a consistent fall in the number of COVID-19 cases and intensive care admissions They'll be the key factor to determining when the stay-at-home orders, the school closures, the business shutdowns, that's when when they'll consider them being phased out and particularly the number of people in intensive care, which if you're following that number, that is rising on a daily basis. Leo Varadkar signalled that the restrictions on non-essential movements outside of the home as well as the cocooning for the older people, he's already indicating that that's going to be extended beyond next summer. And he was, and I liked this, he was ensuring people over 70 would see many more birthdays in the year years ahead. And he said, for, you know, for no other reason, it's worth the sacrifice. And I really thought that was a lovely way of putting it. And that's what the cocooning is all about. It's to look after the people over the age of uh, 70. Now, other countries, including Spain, France, Finland and Belgium, they've began preparations to ease lockdowns with expert committees to to work out how they're going to do it without avoiding a second outbreak. And that's always going to be the worry and the problem. If we ease the restrictions and if any country eases the restrictions too soon, we're going to get a second wave and then we'll be back where we started and the restrictions will all be put in place. So I suppose in this country, we'll be able to look because we're behind the other countries both in the number of cases and we're behind the other countries and when we started our lockdown that we can look to how the other countries are handling it and what happens there and learn so that we don't because there will be mistakes made in some of the other countries the Financial Times gave the example of Spain uh, where they have announced that the ban on non-essential work in industry and construction that's going to be lifted after the Easter Bank holiday weekend in Denmark and in Belgium they're looking at splitting school classes and timetables. They're trying to get children back to school and they're saying by doing that they would allow social distancing so they'd stagger the school days the school hours and they'd stagger the times that the pupils and the classes that the pupils would come in maybe like first, third and fifth would go in in the morning time and you'd have second, fourth and sixth maybe going in the afternoon you know looking looking at ways like that of doing it because they feel it's important to get their children back to school but senior government sources are saying decisions around easing restrictions in this country they will be absolutely based on 
public health advice. They won't make the decisions themselves. They will look to the experts. So they're looking for this. They will want a continuous fall in the number of coronavirus cases. We're not getting that uh, yet. But the more important one, it will be the number of patients who are in intensive care units. They're going to be really, really important uh, considerations. And so many people want the lockdowns to end because so many people simply want to get back to work. I mean, listening uh, to... uh, Katrina Toomey on from Cork Penny Dinners saying how they are just inundated with people saying we need food and to hear Katrina say nobody needs to go hungry you know reach out there's lots of organisations and I know later on in the programme today we're going to be speaking with the societies of Vincent de Paul but it's shocking to think that we're at a stage where we're saying to families please don't go hungry these are families who would never have considered using the likes of Cork Penny Dinners or would never have considered having to ring the societies of Vincent de Paul Many of these would be the people who in the past would have been donating and donating very generous, generously to these organisations and suddenly they're finding themselves making sure that the mortgage is paid, making sure that the rent is paid, making sure that the electricity is paid, that they've got heating and the only way they feel they can save is on the trip to the supermarket and at the end of the week they're finding that they might have enough money even to make that trip to the supermarket. So they are the people we're trying to get the message out to help is available and please do a reach out. There is, I mean, the figures on the numbers temporarily and I keep getting that through to people this you know this this too will pass and you will get back to work so the people who've been temporarily laid off the numbers are absolutely mind-boggling I heard them yesterday afternoon and I, I kind of stopped and said, I've misheard that. So, you know, I went online to check it and I realised I hadn't misheard it. It's a total of 714,000 people are now claiming unemployment benefit. I mean, never in the depths of any of our recessions have we seen that number of figures signing on and looking for unemployment uh, benefit. Uh, for over half a million people are receiving the new COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment. That's worth 350 50 euro a week and then on t- that's on top of the 207,000 people and they're on the standard weekly they were the people who were out of work before uh, the COVID-19 restrictions came into place so they get 203 euro a week then there's another 39,000 employers they've registered for the wage subsidy scheme that's to avoid laying off staff they're keeping them on the books but obviously they're income is way down so rather than lay their staff off they've gone to the government the government are helping them out that's a really good scheme I had hoped but it's, I suppose it's tough on small businesses with cash flow I had hoped there would be more but at least 39,000 employers are doing that which is uh, terrific and then a further 23,800 applications went in for that's for the emergency illness benefit uh, payment now obviously all 23,800 people wouldn't have had COVID-19. Some of them would, but others would have been told to go into self-isolation because they've either had the symptoms of COVID-19 or they've come into contact with somebody with COVID-19. So that's the reason that so many people are claiming uh, illness benefit. The Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection said the level of payment reflects unprecedented demand on its income uh, support. And the breakdown of the half a million who are receiving the unemployment payment, 289,000 are men and 223,000 are women. And then actually there's a piece in a lot of the papers today where they give the breakdown county by county 
as to where are the most people who've been laid off due to COVID-19 and as you assume the highest proportion are in Dublin 147,100 in Dublin and then we hear in Cork are next 52,500 people here in Cork just a shocking shocking figure but it will pass and people will get back to work but just to get that message out to anybody struggling at the moment please don't suffer in silence uh, because help certainly is uh, available. Uh, 1850-333-103 and another point I think that has to, we really have to get across to people as well is the fact that some patients with coronavirus are deteriorating at home. Now part of this, well the main reason is that they're waiting too long before they come to hospital and some of them then when they do arrive at hospital are critically uh, ill. It's a leading consultant on infectious disease has come out issuing a warning on this. It's a gentleman by the name of Dr Jack Lambert and he's with the Marshall Hospital in Dublin and he said patients can go from being mildly unwell to seriously ill and it can happen in a very short period of time and he said he's worried about people who've been asked to self-isolate and then are waiting too long for the test result and they're sitting at home and they are just getting sicker and sicker and they're not doing anything about it. Dr Lambert said he's welcome moves to step up the testing but he's urging people who have been told to self-isolate to not to ignore an escalation in symptoms particularly the high fever and if they get any breathing difficulty. He said other lesser known symptoms to look out for are diarrhoea and altered consciousness which are sort of new symptoms that we haven't heard of before. He said it is likely that many more people have the virus in the community and he also is admitting that many elderly people have died with the infection and they're outside of the official figures and he was referring actually to an interesting preliminary figures that have come out from the UCD's Department of Public Health and they are taking a look at the number of people who have died in this country. So where do they go? RIP.ie and they showed up to late March that there were 90 people a day. Death notices were going up on RIP.ie but in the last 10 days up to last Saturday, that number had risen by 20 people extra per day was being posted up on the RIP.ie. So Dr Lambert's team is also monitoring around 140 patients with the virus. Now he's monitoring them as outpatients, but he says if there's any sign of deterioration, he brings them into hospital as quick as possible. Because if we wait 48 to 72 hours they would just get worse and worse and then they arrive in critically ill and then it, obviously the job of trying to save those those people is much harder and I'm assuming that that's what has happened with the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson he ended up and it was a big big shock in the United Kingdom yesterday evening when they heard that their Prime Minister had to be moved into intensive care because his symptoms are simply getting worse he was admitted to hospital on Sunday And that was 10 days after he went public to say that he'd been diagnosed with the coronavirus. He has been in, he said he was going into hospital for tests and observations and then from there it went to yesterday evening, the announcement that he's been admitted to intensive care. Now he's understood to be conscious and they're saying that he's been admitted to intensive care as a precaution in case he would require being ventilated to aid in his recovery. Because Downing Street had previously described his symptoms as mild. Boris Johnson himself was saying his symptoms was mild 
Downing Street now are describing his symptoms as persistent and they include this cough that won't go away. There's a continuing high uh, temperature and that's 10 days after his first tested positive for the uh, coronavirus. So he seemed to be somebody who thought he was doing okay and suddenly he went from having what was very mild symptoms even though I saw some of the video clips that he posted up online and he was looking, the man was looking very unwell but his symptoms went from being what he thought was mild symptoms to obviously being much more serious. They take him into hospital just to review him and take a look at the tests and obviously when he was in hospital then he started to deteriorate even further. Now I know up to coming on air at 10 o'clock this morning there was no further update from Downing Street um, but he continues to be in intensive care and is there if he needs to be ventilated and Our thoughts have to also be with most of us have family members living in the United Kingdom and living in England. And my goodness, the figures coming out from the United Kingdom are jaw dropping. They really are up to these were the figures up to Sunday night. Five thousand three hundred and seventy three patients have died and the increase on Sunday was 439. I think there was a similar figure yesterday as well. They really are in a very, very bad way in the United Kingdom and now their own Prime Minister in intensive care. I mentioned uh, earlier when I was speaking with Simon that I was stopped by the Gardaí again this morning. It's I've got three times now in total I've been stopped either coming or going to work. No problem with it. I have my letter and all of that. It's always a very pleasant exchange and off I go on my merry way. But listen to this from Michael. Hi Patricia. It was brought to my attention by a friend who drives a truck, mostly doing deliveries to hospitals. He has been stopped by the Gardaí on a number of occasions, which he's absolutely no problem with. He has a letter with him, which he's asked to show to the Gardaí when they stop him. Again, he has no problem doing that. But herein lies a big problem for him. The Garda takes the letter into his own hands to read, to read it and then hands it back to my friend, the truck driver. How many letters has that Garda actually handled? Could he not be transmitting the virus? Should a Garda be able to read a letter from a distance of six feet? Furthermore, none of the Gardaí were standing six feet away from him. I do have the greatest respect for the Gardaí and the frontline work that they are doing, but I sincerely think that they would want to sharpen up on this one and respect the same safety codes as everybody else, especially with this deadly pandemic virus uh, at this moment in time. And Patricia, just in the last half an hour, another friend of mine rang me to say that yesterday she was stopped by the Gardaí twice and they were not wearing face masks. The female Garda came very close to her and she asked her to stand back as she wasn't wearing a mask. The Garda said to her she didn't need a mask as she didn't have the coronavirus to which my friend replied how do you know that I don't have it? My friend actually works in the field of medicine thanking you says uh, uh, Michael. I I have to say all of my interactions they have nobody's leaned into the car window it's been you know I've rolled down the window down in the car and they've been from a distance and I've just held up my letter I haven't actually handed it out I've just held up my letter saying I'm working at the radio station we've now actually been issued with little credit card type ID cards with our pictures on it and you know saying we're staffers etc the radio station so maybe I'll start using that instead so I haven't I don't I didn't realise that every guardie it's physically taking the letters from people but yes I think people 
at this point in time are just so nervous about catching the coronavirus. We're suspicious of everyone. And actually some of the medical experts are saying that, that we should treat everyone we meet as if they do have the coronavirus and in order to protect uh, ourselves. And I know members of Angarda Siakana have been diagnosed with COVID-19. I know there's some of them waiting on test results as well. So I would have assumed that they would be the very same restrictions would be in place because this morning there was two Gardaí out at the checkpoint and they were certainly distancing themselves from each other. They were they were six foot apart and they were in one car so they would have travelled in the same car. Uh, the, you know, there's certain times that they're going to have to be sitting beside each other. But I would have thought at checkpoints that they would be not leaning in to car windows on people. We'll see if we can get on to Angarda Siakona and find out has there been guidelines issued to the members of the force. 1850 And I just want to acknowledge a letter that I've received from Sally to say, Hi Patricia, I took your advice and I rang in with a statement and a query. Either you didn't receive it or you ignored it. At any rate here, I'm going to try again by writing to you. All radio stations are talking to their listeners as if they all have computers, smartphones, TVs and other means of keeping in instant touch. There are a large number of households unable to get coverage. I can't tell you how many times I've read no network coverage on my own phone. Would you please consider the other thing would you please consider one thing and that is the ability for older people at home to listen to Mass. There have, I have been told that RTE broadcasts Mass on AM. On AM. A person I spoke to in RTE did not know the call number or the frequency just said it's on AM. I spent Sunday morning going over and back every AM station on five different radios but no Mass to be heard. It would be nice if some station broadcast the Mass or some Holy Week services on an FM station that we could all hear it. Would you please put the idea out there? Maybe somebody would accommodate the non-technical listeners. A week surely wouldn't hurt a station. So we did check in because I do know that Mass is broadcast on RTE. I think it's part of their public service broadcasting and you the, it's not on AM. That's where you've, the mis, you've, you were given wrong information. It's actually on Longwave 252. So if you tune into Longwave 252, you'll find that on your radio and they broadcast Mass every Sunday morning. I'm open to correction, but I'm nearly sure it's on at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. And we're also told when we contacted them yesterday that religious services for Holy Week, Good Friday, Holy Saturday and Easter Sunday will also be broadcast on Longwave 252. And then if you do have, I don't know if Sally has a TV or not, but RTE are broadcasting mass every weekday on RTE News Now at half ten on now and and this week they're beginning Holy Week services more masses on RTE 1 Holy Week Holy Saturday Easter Sunday plus Good Friday Liturgy of the Word and you can get RTE News now Serview Channel 21 Sky on 521 Virgin on 200 and Air on 517 so hopefully Sally somewhere in the midst of all of that you will be able to get Mass. And I, and I know a lot of the churches are doing fantastic work streaming their Masses on the internet. But Sally's point is right. Not everyone has access to the internet. Not everyone is technical that they, they have the technology or they have the smartphones or the laptops or the, or the iPads. But Sally's point is right as well. There are people living in black spot areas where they can't even access 
the internet. So even if they had all of the smartphones, it would be of no use to them. But thank you for your letter, uh, Sally, and uh, we hope that you are keeping well. And also thank you to some people who sent in some of these on post postcards. Make sure you're sending the postcards out to people. If you receive them to your home, you should have received two free from Unpost. And thank you to Frick, who uh, sent us in one of his postcards and a lovely message in with Easter greetings from somebody that just signed themselves your listenership in Ballincollig. So thank you. Uh, it's really kind. And, and I, I really, I really, it's heartfelt when I say that I appreciate people who have nominated us to send on some of those Unpost postcards. 1850 We're going to take a break and we are back talking about health insurance private health insurance why we should or shouldn't be continue to pay our premiums C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor Saturdays at 10am and Wednesdays at 10pm What are farmers spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the like of spring wheat now because the area wasn't sown in the autumn and you know the seed trade couldn't have predicted this so seed will be scarce Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range the complete feed for your calves this spring only on C103 Cork today on C103 Call Patricia with your comment 1850-333-103 There is a lot of confusion at the moment over health insurance since private hospitals were made public as the HSE tries to battle the COVID-19 pandemic so with words of advice the man in the know I'm joined by Dermot Good of TotalHealthCover.ie Good morning to you Dermot Good morning Patricia uh, I'm assuming you're inundated are you with callers? Well I tell you um not not yet as such, right? And, and I'll tell you why. To be fair to the insurance companies, they, they've all written out to all their members and they've put notices on their websites over the last week or so. And basically they've been, I suppose, advising their members that they are engaged with the HSE and with the uh, private hospitals. And if they, excuse me, if they can get clarity on savings, in other words, if they, if they will save money themselves um, over the next three months, then they've committed to passing on whatever savings they can to members. So we're supposed, everybody's just waiting to see right it's now what see. that looks like. And exactly. I saw you last week warning customers against dropping their cover. Does that advice still stand? Yeah, what I would say, to, look, what I'd say to every member is that uh, even those under pressure, look, for the sake of a few days, just wait and see, first of all, what initiatives will come from the insurance company. So there's two things I expect going to be announced shortly. Um, hopefully there will be some respite on premium. Now, we just don't know what that's going to look like yet. But look, if there are savings, I know they're working through this right now with the HSE and, and like, there's still a lot of, let's just say, confusion and, and a lot of details that need to be ironed out. But first of all, Patricia, if they come back and say to everybody, look, for the next three months, you know, there's going to be X percentage reduction in premium. It'll apply to all members. So I'd say to everybody, wait and see what's going to be offered, first of all. And then if that's not sufficient, well, then there are various initiatives that you can undertake um, to reduce your costs temporarily. Um, and a lot of people will, will have no option but to explore those. And, and look, there are things like look, taking on a small excess. I mean, and a small excess, by the way, Patricia, that small excess per claim is the best way of reducing your costs Full time. I mean, for example, if you like, if you're paying eighteen hundred to two thousand euro per adult, taking on a small excess per claim in a private hospital, and the excess might only be about seventy five euro per claim, that could knock seven eight hundred euro wow. per adult off your premium straight away. Genuinely, so there's things that people should be doing anyway. Because look, you know, as you and I've spoken about in the past, half of all people with health insurance are still on the wrong plans. Now, if that 
let's just say 1,350 per adult <clears throat> is still not low enough, well, people can get down to 900, 950 by taking on a slightly higher excess or even 780 by going on to a higher excess. Some people, Patricia, may have no option but to go down to the lowest plans, which are about 500 euro yeah, per Yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking of people, Dermot, who have been temporarily laid off, simply cannot afford their monthly premium. I mean, if they've got a family and the whole family are, are, are on private health insurance, the premiums can be very high. They can. And look, what, what I would say, and unfortunately there, there, there are and there will be more people in, in, in that boat. Now, look, one thing that I suppose is positive, the government initiatives... Um, let's just say, to to pay some money to employers and to people who've been laid off. I suppose that is helping somewhat. But look, there will be people, Patricia, who will have no option but to maybe forgo their cover. And all I would say to anybody who's worried about that, maybe wait the three or four more days just to see what the insurance companies will do. Because as well as maybe savings, they will, we expect, be announcing some other measures to help what we would call distressed customers. So, for example they may allow people backload their premium. Now, what that means is they may give you maybe a two, three-month holiday, premium holiday, but they'll add the premium on to the end of the premium. So When you're back you at work. The, exactly. Yeah. They'll pay the full premium. They may allow people reduce down to the bare minimum and then upgrade their cover again within three months back onto the previous plan they were on with no upgrade restrictions. So, look, the insurance companies, they know exactly what kind of pressure their members are under. They're getting the calls as well. Um, and really, for the sake of a few more days, I would just be saying to people, see what they come up with first, and then if that's not, let's just say, going to work for you, then either engage with your broker and get good advice, or else basically go directly to the insurance companies and engage with them. But some people will have no option but to cancel their cover. And by the way, Patricia, even though we know there's, let's just say, the private hospitals have been temporarily leased by the HSE, there's a lot of uncertainty just around the specifics of that. I mean, we understand, by the way, Anybody who ends up in a public hospital for anything that's non-COVID related, they are still going to be charged. They will still be charged €80 per night. And if they sign that form that we've spoken about in the past, it'll be 813. Those claims Mm -hmm. will still come in as before. Obviously, private maternity services will still be, let's just say, charged. Private paediatrics also private mental health services will still be charged. We also understand that, let's just say, certain private MRI scan centres uh, will still be operating. Now, they'll be operating, but at a lower level, because one thing that everybody is doing now, Patricia, as well, and I'm sure your listeners will, will, will be familiar with this themselves, people who are due to get, we'll say, non-essential treatment or non-essential diagnostics carried out, they're all cancelling. They're all mm. postponing because nobody well, wants private, to go to your hospital right now. But the private rooms are closed now, aren't they, on the consultants? Well, see, that's the other thing now, Patricia, right? Um there's still some uncertainty around this because there was a statement over the weekend from the representative body for the consultants. And you see, the consultants are being offered to basically transfer temporarily to what they call a Category A contract with the HSE, which basically means they now work for the HSE for this, this, this lease period. The challenge for the consultants, and I, I have huge sympathy for them on this because they have a duty of care to their private patients. So, for example, Patricia, if I was a private patient of a consultant, and let's just say I have a very serious underlying cardiac problem and I'm seeing my consultant every month or whatever, um, my consultant right now, it looks like they can't see me. They have to abandon me to the public system. And most consultants, and they're making a very valid point, that they, they have a duty of care to continue to look after those patients. They can't just tell them, well, we can't see you for the next three months. So there's there's a question mark over that and uh, we expected that to be resolved last week. It looks like it hasn't been resolved. There's also some consultants who might do maybe some work 
in two or three different private hospitals. So where will they be based? So there, there's still some question marks. Like, for example, if a consultant doesn't sign that contract, they may still be able to see those patients in their private rooms, may, we still don't know. And if they do, that's still going to be maybe two, 200, 250 euro for a consultation. So there's still some things that the insurance companies are trying to work out with the various bodies just to see exactly what claims will come in during this period and what claims won't come in. And once they've clarity on that, then Patricia, we will see uh, we will see what their response will we be. Can, but I we would can talk for listeners. Yeah, well, go on. I would say, Patricia, anybody out there who genuinely who hasn't reviewed their cover in the last five years or three years or anybody who has a lot of young children on their policies, there are still huge savings to be made. So, you know, if ever there was a time to get your cover reviewed to make sure you're not overspending full stop, right now, I do it now. And, and Jeremy, you might get further savings. Can you review your cover mid-year? I mean, a lot of us took out our policy in January. You can. Well, here's the thing now. Leia Healthcare and Irish Life Health have always allowed their members review their cover pretty much at any time during the year. So if, if you find a better plan uh, right now with Leia Healthcare or Irish Life Health, you can contact them and they will review your cover upwards or downwards and without penalty. VHI, their practice has always been not to allow you downgrade, allow you upgrade only, but I understand, once again, the next three or four days, there will be an announcement from the insurance companies as to exactly what measures they're going to put in place to to help their their distressed customers. And one of those measures from VHI, and I don't have confirmation of this, but it may be that VHI will allow people temporarily downgrade their cover without penalty. And and the insurance companies have all said, look, they want to work with their members. It's a little bit like at the height of the crisis back in 2008, 2009. They introduced similar measures to help people temporarily, let's just say, reduce their costs. So I, they won't be found wanting because, Patricia, if they don't do something, then people are going to cancel. And yeah, that's the last yeah. resort. And unfortunately, and there's there a lot, will be some it, people have to do it. Did I, is it 2.2? They have 2.2 million members. A lot of people have private health insurance in this country. Well, do you know the sad thing about all of this? And look, at there's going to be there's going to be sad stories from every every let's just say you know aspect of of society at the end of this. But in 2008, Patricia, we had 2.3 million people with private health cover. That dropped down to 2 million people, I suppose, at at the height of the downturn. And now we're right back up, to, I think, to 2.275. So nearly 12 years on, we're nearly right back to where we were 12 years ago. And now I'd say we're going to see a, a, a death in that. Yeah. The, the only one thing, if I was being optimistic here, Patricia, the only one thing is that for a lot of people, you know, we're hoping that this is a two to three month, let's just say, setback. Yeah. And hopefully, let's just say, because it's it's that maybe short termism, it looks like the insurance companies will be able to do something to help people. And it just means hopefully if, if let's just say, restaurants and, and industry starts, let's just say, recovering in two, three months time, well, hopefully, let's just say, people will be back maybe close to where they were. But if, if they're not they will have to cut their costs and for a lot of people that, that will mean drastically reducing and may also mean cancelling their cover. Okay, some, to get advice first of all. Okay, some, some people have obviously gone down the route of cancelling uh, already. A couple of people are raising the issue that if they do decide to cancel completely and then when they get back to work and life is back to normal again and then when they go to look for health insurance, will there be a two year wait on pre-existing conditions? Okay, so so right now, Patricia, if if you're if you let your cover lapse by more than thirteen weeks, okay, then you will be treated as a brand new member. Okay, in other words, full waiting periods for everything, five year pre existing, and so forth. So what I would say to any member who has cancelled, um, watch this space because in the next, let's just say, week or so, 
I expect there will be announcements from the insurance companies on measures to help distressed members. And you may very well find, if you phoned your, your previous insurance company that maybe you only cancelled a couple of weeks ago, you may find that they may offer some, let's just say, uh, temporary uh, concessions. So they might say to you, OK, well, if you rejoin within a certain period of time um, or if you take out this basic cash plan or whatever, they may, let's say, there may be something there that might mean you can get back into the system without having to reserve all those waiting periods. So I would say to anybody who has cancelled, watch this space very closely because there may be something that might be available to you. Um, so just listen and see what's, what's going to be. It'll be in the media anyway. They'll be writing to all members. So there may be some concession there that they can avail of. Column in Bosfant is paying over €8,000 a year for VHI for himself and his wife. It's a scheme that he took out via his old workplace back in his working days. It used to come out of his wages. It now comes out of his pension. Uh, He feels he's not getting any benefit from it at the moment with the private hospitals gone uh, public. He's confused as to what he should do. Should he contact VHI to reduce it? It's for two. Himself and his wife, they're both nearly 80 and they pay €8,000 a year. Well, I would say now straight away, if, if Colm is paying that kind of money, he needs to get his cover reviewed properly because, look, he's either on the old Health Plus Premium or Platinum scheme with VHI. They are very expensive schemes. So, look, I would say, even apart from what's going on, anybody anybody on paying that level of premium, Patricia, we would be looking for key what we call risk indicators. In other words, is there a very specific reason that means they have to stay on that type of cover. Nine times out of ten, there's not. So I would say to Colm, definitely get his cover reviewed, irrespective of what's going on in the market. But at the same time, he needs to make sure he still has good cover in place. But €8,000, would be a very... Absolutely. And most times, look, when we review people who are paying that kind of premium, look, most times, Patricia, like in some cases, you can actually half the premium. It's all about trying to find a product that suits, matches the requirements. And too many people are like Colm, they maybe were in a good group scheme or they just let their cover auto-renew each year and suddenly they find when they sit down and look at it like they're paying like exorbitant premiums. So I would say to Colm, he needs to get his cover reviewed properly and then see basically what he does um, before he goes making any changes. But, but there's, like, definitely, that's a very, save, very high there's definitely savings to be made. And uh, Sean um, went to Leia to cancel his policy. He wanted to do it over the phone. They told him he couldn't do it over the phone. He ended up having to go to the bank to cancel his direct debit. He thought that was very unfair, particularly for people who are cocooning and won't be able to do that. Will they not no, cancel absolutely. over the phone? Well, I put it this, I'm surprised at that response now. And what I would say is that, look, you know, see, there's a little bit of, I suppose, a vacuum here at the moment now, Patricia, because what's happening is, like, we're onto the insurance companies every day. And in fairness, look, they're, they want to do something. But until they get that clarity on claims, which hopefully they will have by the end of this week, then they're going to basically formally announce what they're going to make available to, to people. So the problem is when you phone now... They don't have that clarity, so they can't give people any assurances or any. they can't give details of these temporary measures. I would say to that person is that, look, literally wait a few more days and then get back on to lay a health care. And, and you see, if you try to cancel midterm, strictly speaking, you are in breach of contract. But once they announce their measures, once they basically announce the, whatever concessions they're going to put in place, then I would be very surprised if Leia don't let's just say, put something in place that would help that customer maybe keep their cover at a, at a minimum level or maybe rejoin within a certain period without having to go through the waiting period. So some, I just think some people are jumping a little bit too soon, which is perfectly understandable. I would just say, Patricia, hang on Hold for a off. few more days because, look, we're waiting as well. I mean, I have a list of customers that I will be phoning back once I have the information, but I'm just telling them right now, look, just wait a few more days because 
you could actually cancel and then you might see there could be a discount and other concessions coming through that then you miss. So for the sake of the few more days, I would just wait and see. And look, to be fair, look, I'm not here to defend the insurance companies, but, you know, they, they have a duty of care themselves. Like They have to basically act responsibly here. They have to make sure that they, they keep getting in enough premium to pay whatever claims may come in. But there will be a reduction in claims. They just need to quantify that. And then they hopefully then they'll be able to give us some okay. good news on premium we'll, reductions. We'll speak again, uh, Dermot, in the meantime. Stay safe and thanks for joining us. You too. Thanks good, as always. Good morning to you. Bye-bye at uh, Dermot Good of totalhealthcover.ie. Through government decisions, the mobilisation of communities and the leadership of our incredible healthcare professionals, we can have a profound effect on the impact of this pandemic on our people. We have so many heroes manning our front lines, but we need everyone in this country to be a hero. Be a hero in their own home, be a hero in their community by taking the actions that will save save lives. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. And we are awaiting clarification on this because there's a couple of calls and texts in on this. One asking is that are, will post offices be open on Friday? Because Friday is Good Friday and people are expecting a double payment on Friday. Easter arrangements for post office, Good Friday. Post offices will open until 1 pm. Okay, so mornings only. Can you get that message out to people heading to the post office on Friday? They're open until 1 pm. And we're also going to contact. Cork County Council about the civic amenity sites and in particular Mallow civic amenity site because somebody wants to know they're due to open on Friday they open Tuesdays Fridays and Saturdays and someone wants to know because it's Good Friday will the civic amenity site be open on Friday so we'll get on to Cork County Council to uh, find out because it's that thing about Good Friday comes up every year is it's not a bank holiday is it a bank holiday some people treat it as a bank holiday banks always close credit unions always close I thought the post office is always close but I'm now told, told certainly for this Good Friday they're going to be open uh, for mornings until 1pm 1850 I'm backed up with ads apologies for that we need to take another break we're heading to the newsroom at 11 o'clock in the next hour we will speak with the Society of St Vincent de Paul uh, just to talk about the help that they are providing to families in need uh, during this emergency Get weak Weekly news, event updates and community information from across Cork with our regional reports on c103.ie. From Bantry to Buttevant to Hallow to Dunmanway and every area in between, we've got it covered. To listen, go to c103.ie and click regional reports or download the C103 app and click podcasts. Regional reports only on C103. The World Health Organization has now upgraded the coronavirus to a worldwide pandemic. Here are some practical ways to protect yourself. Wash your hands properly and often. Cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And dispose of used tissues. Disinfect frequently touched objects. Avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose or mouth if your hands are not clean. And please follow travel advice from the Department of Foreign Affairs. This message is supported by Irwin's Pharmacy, Shandon Street, Mayfield and Toker. Always looking after your family. For coronavirus updates and information, stay listening to C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. 
Can I just update you on the Easter arrangements for post offices, please? This uh, Friday, 10th of April, it is Good Friday. Post offices will be open until 1pm mornings only for this Friday. On Saturday, the 11th of April, Easter Saturday, post offices will be closed. And obviously next Monday is a bank holiday Monday, so post offices will be closed on Monday as well. But they're also closed on Saturday with just a half day on Friday. So it's important to get that message out to as many people as possible because we don't want somebody turning up Friday afternoon hoping to pick up a pension etc and it's a double week uh, for some people and we don't want them turning up to discover the post offices are closed and then won't be reopened again until Tuesday so please uh, get that message out and we'll try and remind listeners about that uh, tomorrow again Wednesday, Thursday and Friday of this week and just staying with on post because we had a query in yesterday about on post delivering newspapers because this is one of the initiatives that the postmen and postwomen are doing as they're checking in on older people and people were wondering is that a free service? Was the, the delivery of the newspaper is free but you obviously have to pay for the newspaper. People were wondering about that. You can find out more by ordering your chosen newspaper www.onpost.com or by contacting your chosen national or local newspaper directly. So obviously if you're in West Cork you can contact the Southern Star office or for the Corkman or the Mallow Star um, and you can contact your newspaper directly and then they obviously have some system whereby they're linking in with Onpost. Once you've signed up and arranged payment for your preferred, for preferred publication on post will provide a same day delivery service for the newspapers deliveries will be made free of charge by on post for older and vulnerable customers currently cocooning during the COVID-19 crisis if you go to onpost.com they should be able to sort you out okay some of your texts coming in to us on private health insurance a lot of people still very annoyed with what's going on with private health insurance why are we paying private health insurance when the public hospitals Private hospitals have gone public and the consultants, their rooms are now all closed. As Dermot said, we just need a little bit of patience with the different health providers as they're dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's and working out how much money they will have to pay out in the coming weeks. And then they're all making promises that they will reimburse their members. Only time will tell. Colette says, I want to know if members leave, won't the cost be higher again because of less members, i.e. it'll be even more expensive. And I think that is the fear of everyone, Colette. Will everyone's premiums go up? when this is all sorted out and we're back to living our life normally. Another texter says health insurance companies, surely they must be in breach of contract. We are paying out €175 a month on our premium and we're getting nothing in return. It's disgraceful. I've decided my direct debit has been cancelled today. Uh, okay, and yeah, and you're not on your own. There's many people have already contacted us to say they've cancelled their direct debit with uh, Sean particularly taking umbrage to the fact that when he contacted his company, they wouldn't let him cancel the policy over the phone. He'd actually go out to the bank. And if you're cocooning, that's not going to be possible for a lot of people. Okay, some more texts coming in. Patricia, I was in Mallow yesterday and a lady came out from the bank wearing a blue uniform. I'm not sure, but it definitely looked like a nursing uniform. I think she should not be allowed into to a bank coming out of a hospital or a nursing home says Mary I thought there was quite strict conditions on nurses and nursing homes and you you change out of your uniform I thought anyway that's what Mary spotted yesterday that's on post offices we've got that one done hi Patricia oh this is on the Gardaí coming too close to the window of the car and Michael saying that 
friend of his, a truck driver, and he's doing deliveries for hospitals, so he's out and about quite a lot, and he's been stopped a lot by members of Gardaí Corner, and he hands out the letter to show the work that he's doing, and then the letter gets handed back in. Somebody says, problem solved. Keep your window closed and put the letter up against the glass. The Gardaí can read it through the glass if you're nervous about handing the letter over. That certainly would uh, work. 1850 103. Heidi says, Morning Patricia, I heard you say about Dublin number plates that people were ringing in yesterday saying that they had noticed a lot of Dublin number plates around scenic areas of West Cork. Well, what if you purchased your car in Dublin and you happen to live in Cork? Well, then you'd have a Dublin number plate. So you might be actually coming down from Dublin. I would like to mention the guys driving the trucks, bringing in our, all our food, etc. They're working extremely hard. They are. There's a whole chain of people out there that are certainly keeping us fed and founded right from the farmers right through to the guys who work in the warehouses, to the people driving the delivery trucks, bringing it to the supermarkets and then to the people who are stacking the shelves in the supermarket, the people at the checkout. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. And a lot of people at work and many of them having to deal with members of the public on a daily basis and, and putting their own lives at risk. But anyway, back to your D-Reg cars. I think, Heidi, the people that were contacting us would be locals. They know the people in the area. They know the people that have Dublin registered cars. And they also know the people who are coming, visiting back to their holiday homes. I think that's what people are pointing out. On food shopping, check out of date food, please, says this texter. I got a home delivery. One item was five days out of date and it contained eggs. Highly dangerous. I phoned them and asked them to remove them from the shelves and to do it immediately. So you do have to be uh, careful. Um, Breda in Mill Street look Patricia look look at this Patricia it's true a lovely four weeks cocooning now and I don't mind admitting it will help us all um, oh yeah okay so Breda's happy about her cocooning she's cocooning four weeks well done well done Breda yeah and that's what it's all about it's about all of us helping each other that's what the main message is about. It's about looking after each other and particularly with the cocooning, looking after the older uh, people. On Boris Johnson and how did he get COVID-19? Somebody says there's a constant stream of people knocking at the door on Downing Street. God, don't we see it on the news all, all the time. I wonder is anybody sterilising that door knocker? Yeah, I wonder. And in fairness to, uh, and I wonder is he regretting it now? Boris Johnson was one of the first to come out probably about a month ago. He was slightly poo-hoo-hooing the coronavirus. He was a little bit like Donald Trump at the start, not really believing that was as serious as it was. And he was one of the first to come out to say that he was in a hospital and he'd met COVID-19 patients and he went around and he shook their hands and he'd no problem with shaking their, their hands. I'm wondering, is he regretting now not taking it as seriously as we were all being told uh, to take it? Hi, Patricia. Thank you for all your information, especially these days. Thank you for that. Uh, just one question I'd like to ask. I'm aware of a friend of mine who's advertising a room to rent in his house and he's arranging viewings at the moment. Is that not a hotbed to spread infection? And is it, is, is it even legal? Thanking you. Well, I don't know if it's legal or illegal, but yeah, I would, you would have to think 
we're asked to limit all of our movements but I suppose if somebody is looking for is desperately looking for a place to live and we know we have a number of health professionals who have come back to this country and who are moving to different areas of the countries in order to work in hospitals and they're going to look and need place to stay so yeah I suppose viewing of properties is still going to go on but he does need to be very careful in the social distancing and all of that and no shaking of hands and the hand hygiene and the coughing and the sneezing etiquette he needs to remember all of those things Hi Trish Good Friday is a bank holiday it's just not a public holiday says the Cork City listener it comes up as a kind of an argument doesn't it every single year doesn't seem as relevant this year with so many people not going to work on Friday anyway because of COVID-19 Hi Patricia I applied for my COVID-19 payment on Thursday the 2nd when will I be paid Okay, when you say you applied on let me check that for you when you say you applied on Thursday the 2nd Okay, applications received through mywelfare.ie before close of business on Thursday the 2nd and who meet the qualifying conditions will be paid into their customers bank accounts today Tuesday the 7th of April so check your bank account and if it isn't in today when you say you applied if you applied online through the mywelfare.ie they would have it for the close of business but if you applied by post which is what initially we were asking people to do and you only popped it in the post on Thursday the 2nd then certainly they wouldn't have had it until Friday you'll be waiting until next week but if you did it through mygov.ie or if you got it to their offices before close of business on Thursday the 2nd of April check your bank account you should be receiving payment today and if you don't and there's a delay then you'll, have to, you'll unfortunately be waiting until next thir- next Tuesday because it's Tuesday that the payments have been made for the COVID-19 uh, Mick says Patricia I was stopped near a parking space I use a walker a motorist was looking for the space and he shouted at me Are you keeping that space for somebody? Now, I responded with a raised voice because I had to over the noise of the engine. So I I shouted back, not in an aggressive way, but I answered him that I wasn't. And then I moved away to allow the person move into the parking space. There was two members of Angarda Shikona on patrol who I had not seen. They were standing on the pavement behind me and they actually came over to inquire if everything was okay. The fact that I'd raised my voice had attracted their attention. What is of the opinion that the Gardaí are on very high alert for any signs of antisocial behaviour. One is in awe of future events, says uh, Mick. So well done, making sure, Mick, that you were okay and that maybe they were also making sure that nobody was picking on you and that they didn't have to have a word with the the person in the other car as well. Madge says, this is to do with the over 70s being out and about. Madge says, they are recommendations, they're not laws and people know that and that's why they are moving about. I know the Gardaí are looking for the actual laws to be put in place so that they, at the moment, they can just ask people to move on on by but there's no fining going on. They, they can't, they're not fining people. That's what's happened in other countries. Now, is that what's going to happen here? You hope not. You hope that people will just abide by it and when the Gardaí tell somebody to move on that we're not going to have to get to the stage where we're going to be issuing fines like they are have been doing in Italy. A thousand euro fine if you are fined in breach of any of the rules and regulations that are in place over there. And Tim Inyol says, Hi, OK. I take the point about restrictions regarding people visiting the beaches. However, I don't accept 
the suggestion from one of your listeners that beaches and parks should be closed off. What about those who live close to them? They are our backyard. This is where we need to go for our fresh air and our exercise every day. As we do so throughout the whole year in normal times, realistically, people need to refrain from travel at the moment, abide by the regulations do not go over two kilometres from where you live. And that's from Tim and Yall, who he says in brackets, sent with gentle effect. Hi, Trish. I totally agree with what's been asked of us. Only a very important point. My husband, who's a very fit and active man, would you believe he's painted the entire outside of the house during this time while he is cocooning? However, he's now running out of equipment, i.e. paint so he won't be able to do any more jobs. I don't think he'll be able to stick around sitting in the house doing nothing. Would the government not think of allowing the DIY shops to open for a certain period of time every week to allow people to buy paint? And you know, you're not the only one. I've just seen another WhatsApp say, uh, WhatsApp saying, Patricia, I'm wondering, did you have any luck finding out if you can get paint uh, anywhere? I'll bounce that back out to John Paul. I know he was working on trying to find out we were trying to work out because we had heard before the stricter restrictions came in that some of the hardware shops were doing like a click and collect. You could buy online, pick your products and then go to the store and collect it. And obviously if you're cocooning, you'd have to get somebody else to collect it for you. We heard of others then were doing delivery service at one stage. But again, this is before the stricter, uh, the stricter conditions came in because it does say on the... When the stricter ones came in, you know, the ones on the Friday night that were nearly two weeks in two, it, you know, the essential services, the retail outlets that were applying essential services that were allowed to remain open. But then businesses that were, that could offer call out our delivery service and that included hardware stores. So we're just trying to find out hardware stores that are offering delivery service are even a click and uh, collect. So we'll, we're still working on that. And if anybody knows, I don't know this particular listener. I don't know where this listener and her husband are cocooning if she's in the city or if she's what part of the county she's in. So if you want to let us know. But if anybody has recently managed to get paint. Now I'm talking the last week. I'm not talking about before the bigger lockdown happened. Does anybody know where somebody can purchase paint because there are a number of people who are at home who want to get a lot of jobs done but they just don't have any paint or in this case are running out of paint. Hi Trish, I know a lady who's over 70 and she's out every single day. Listen, some people just won't be told and there's not a lot you can do about it. Hi Patricia, first it was the children we were told were carriers, then the grandparents were told they're not allowed out and people are really starting to pick on older people saying that they need to stay at home. How about everybody staying at home? Nobody working and everyone is equal. In fairness, most people are not working. It's only essential services are now up and running. We can't close the supermarkets. People have to be fed. That's deemed essential retail. But all of the non-essentials are all at home and they are all being told to stay at home. Okay, people under 70 are allowed to do their exercise. Maybe that's what you're taking umbrage with. But the reason that the people over 70 is it's not that we're trying to pin people into their houses and force them all almost to be prisoners. We're asking them to stay in their own houses so that we can mind them. We want them, as Leo Varadkar said, you know, they've had 70 and more birthdays to date. We want them to have many more birthdays. It's been done to keep them safe. We don't want them getting the coronavirus. 
And Helen from Dreamer League says, Patricia, uh, good morning. As you start your day's work, please don't read out some of the negative comments that you've been getting in from people. There will always be some people who will never be happy. What you need to remember is a lot of elderly people are listening to your show, particularly here in West Cork, and they're watching the news on television. There's enough bad news around. I hope that the negative people that decide to text you, would they not, instead of texting, go and check up on their neighbours and find out that they're all all right from a distance, from a distance. And that might keep them motivated. Thanking you for your show. Thanks for that. Hi, Patricia, just to let you know, nuisance calls are doing the rounds again. Oh my God, COVID-19 isn't even keeping nuisance calls away. Please keep, uh, just remind people and uh, keep people uh, safe. And we don't want anybody getting uh, caught out. Lots of holiday homes on the Mizzen Peninsula, says this texter with people in them. Some of the houses have two and three cars parked outside. It's the same in Skull. It is disgraceful. And that has come in from a Mizzen resident. 1850-333-103. John Paul and Sadie taking your calls. Text WhatsApp 0862-103-103. C103 Jobs. Security staff are wanted for crowd management and social distancing across Aldi stores in Bandon Cove, McCroom and other areas of Cork. An Arctic driver with a full clean licence is wanted for bulk milk collection. It's wanted in the North Cork area. And PE Global Healthcare, they are now recruiting for a pharmacist, medical information roles and occupational health nurse. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. This Good Friday, C103 asks you to do something really good. Really good. Support Cork's frontline legends. Cork's frontline legends. Help raise funds from medical teams going above and beyond to save lives during the COVID-19 pandemic. We all come together. We all come together. We've joined forces with the Mercy Hospital Foundation and CUH Charity to ask you to donate just 19 euro. Just 19 euro. All money raised will support services for medical staff. For medical staff. This Good Friday, click c103.ie and make a one-off donation. Or call 1850-50-96-96. Supporting Cork's frontline legends. With Noel DC Skoda, New Mallow Road, Cork. Proud to get behind those steering us through the COVID-19 crisis. Noel on C103. Okay, thank you to a number of people giving us suggestions on where you can buy paint. Here we go. Broslin's Hardware in Skull uh, is still mixing and selling paint, says a listener who I've realised is listening to us overseas. <laughs> Obviously, is aware of what's happening in Skulls. So that's Broslin's Hardware. And lots of people are saying toss brine in Mallow. You queue up outside social distancing two metres and all that you tell the workers what you want they go in and they bring it out to you we got decking paint there five days ago and they actually delivered it uh, to us so well done and lots of people are saying Toss Brines and Formoy they're doing a click and uh, collect Sonia said Hickey's on Mailer Street in Cork are selling paint um, I don't know if that's a click and collector. You actually go to the store and Toss Brines are open certain hours. You need to just give them a call and check it out first. Thank you for that. And and Mick, thank you, Mick. And I should have I should have thought of this one myself. Um, thank you for your your lovely comments about the show. I, I, I and I appreciate what you've said. Thank you for that. Um, 
they they have paint at Lidl on Corn, Mar- Corn Market Street in the city and I would imagine at Aldi and Lidl stores all across the county God bless and stay safe I actually know if I think about it got a tin of paint in Aldi I needed to do we got our bathroom done up just before all of this broke and the door and the frame around the door needed to be painted and I went do you know the way we've loads of tins of paint I said surely because I didn't need a lot of paint just needed to paint the door I said surely I have a tin of paint there that I can paint do you think I had a tin of white paint to paint the door I didn't and lo and behold I was inside Naldi doing some shopping and there they had paint on sale and I was able to get a tin they didn't have big huge tins now that I think our, our listener who's cocooning who's doing incredible work he's painted the whole outside of his house in the period of time that he's been cocooning and now his good wife wants to move him inside you want to have a fantastic house at the end of this they didn't have great big tins but you know the small little ones uh, but I got but yeah but you could maybe check in the, the, the Aldi and Little. They, I don't know if they sell paint all year round but they sell it at certain times of the year so that might be an option as well but certainly Toss Brines in Formoy and Hickey's on Mailer Street are two places that we're hearing from that are definitely doing I would ring the store in advance just to find out exactly what is going on and of course if you're both uh, cocooning get some help in get somebody else to go and uh, collect it for you uh, and I'm sure there's lots of people out there uh, would be able to help you and for those who are cocooning and in need of help like that to go and collect a tin of paint for them or to go get the groceries whatever it is don't forget the Cork County Council number that we give out to everyone for whatever kind of help that you need there's so much help available that's why people who are cocooning who will come up with some excuse why they have to go out sure I nobody to help me there's loads and loads of help available a free phone number 1-800-805-819 and you could call that number from anywhere across Cork County it's the one that's been set up by Cork County Council and um, they've got everybody involved and POST are involved uh, supermarkets are involved the local GAAs are involved with so many volunteers who are at home because they've been temporarily laid off their jobs and there's all these volunteers and they're just waiting to get the call to say we have somebody that needs needs your help and then it's not, you know, not all superheroes wear capes and it's the same with our wonderful volunteers who are doing the most amazing job. So please, anyone who needs anything, ring that number 1-800-805-819. Tell them where you are. Tell them what your predicament is. And nothing is too small. Believe me, absolutely nothing is too small. Even if you just need to ring someone for a chat they'll even have a chat with you or they'll put you in contact with somebody who will be able to have a longer chat with you so it's important to have that number close by the phone or pass that number on to any of your family members who you know are cocooning and when there isn't a family member available to help them out or they don't have anyone available to help them out there will be somebody at the end of that number and it operates from 8 in the morning till 8 in the evening 1-800-805-819 and actually we might uh, we might check in with them next week just to see how they're getting on because it's up and running they're into their second week now it'll be interesting to see how they're getting on and you know without breaking anybody's confidence just the type of calls that they are getting but there's there's no problem too small or no problem too big that they won't have somebody that'll be able to sort it out for you Hi Patricia hope this finds you well I'm not in my 70s in that bracket but I do have an underlying health issue so therefore I'm in the higher category so I'm one of those people self-isolating and cocooning and keeping myself busy I'm painting and I'm gardening to be honest I don't have enough time in the day I love listening 
listening to your programme. Keep up the good work. From the lovely peninsula. I don't know if it's the Bear Peninsula or the Mizzen Peninsula, but I'm one of the, uh, the peninsulas and what a wonderful place to be cocooning. I'm seeing gorgeous photographs that people are putting up online when we did that hidden gems. What hidden gems do you have within two kilometres of your house? I look on with envy on people that live out on some of our beautiful peninsulas. We've just got such stunning scenery in this country and particularly in this county. It's one of the things we've been talking about at home when it's all done and dusted and it's time for holidays. We're not leaving these shores, we have decided. We had been before COVID-19. We had been in the process of looking to where would we go on holidays and we were looking to go overseas and then we didn't thankfully book anywhere. And it's one of the things that we have decided we're going to staycation this year. We're definitely going to do something for some little bit of a holiday. And you know something I don't think I want to leave Cork County. I think there's just such gorgeous places to go and visit in so so many parts of the county that I haven't really gone to see and investigate and look and be in awe of. So I'm 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 thinking I might leave Cork. I think I'm going to staycation and staycation here in our own county. Uh, Eighteen fifty three 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 one zero three. And when we've been calling out and mentioning you know, the frontline workers and the wonderful frontline workers that we have and, and everyone is so appreciative of them. Uh, somebody has said, and and right to mention them as well, there are people that we seem, some that we take for granted, essential workers, and they don't seem to be getting a mention, particularly not in the crisis, who go to work every single day. Some of them are doing it seven days a week. The ESB, when you turn on your light or you turn on your TV, Think of all the people behind getting that power into your home. Water workers, when you turn on your tap in the morning to brush your teeth or to have your shower, to wash your hands, and we're all washing our hands so much, they're all essential workers and they don't get as much mention during the crisis. They don't. Thank you. That's from John in uh, Clonakilty. We have incredible people out there doing all of the essential jobs. And don't forget, this Good Friday, we're doing our bit to say thank you to some of our frontline uh, workers. We are having a special day for Cork's frontline legends during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're joining forces with the Mercy Hospital Foundation and the CUH charity and we're asking people, if you have a spare few bob in particular, we're looking for 19 euro. We're asking people to donate for the frontline legends who are just going above and beyond. You can click on c103.ie on this Good Friday and make it's just a one-off donation of 19 euro or you can call, but you can't call this number until Friday. It's 1850 96 159696 that's 1850 59696 but please that number won't be up and in operation until uh, Friday all of the money's raised we're looking at doing support services for the frontline workers, things like an internal wellness centre and external wellness space at CUH so that staff have somewhere to relax because we're hearing, you know, stories of staff members and some of the lengths of the shifts that they're doing and they're coming out absolutely exhausted. We're going to look at things like mental health supports, which I think are going to be a huge issue. Probably not so much now, But I think in the days and weeks after it all, I think it's going to be a lot of mental health supports needed for some of the things that the workers have been asked to cope with. Uh, We've come across something called a genius thermometer. It gives staff a temperature reading in just seconds. And obviously that's very important for themselves because we need to make sure that our frontline workers are fit and healthy and they're not sick themselves when they're going on to the wards. So we're asking people to support Cork's 
Frontline Legends on this Good Friday here on C103 and it's with Noel DC Skoda, New Mallow Road in Cork. They are proud to get behind those steering us through the COVID-19 uh, crisis at noeldc.com. Uh, uh, but we've already started to get phone calls in here from people who want to donate. I mean, I think people are very appreciative of, of our frontline uh, workers. We can't take donations here at C103, so please don't anyone post us money because I know how generous some of our listeners are or drop money here to us at the studio. And the neither can the Mercy Hospital or CUH. They can't accept donations into their offices. Now, obviously, all of the hospitals are working under very strict guidelines so they don't want people calling in or they don't want money posted in. You can only do it through this special helpline that is going to be the special number that we're going to set up or if you go to c103.ie you'll be able to see the you'll be able to click there and do a one-off donation as well but we don't we're not, we're not asking you to do any of that until this Friday when we do our very special day for our frontline legends here at, at C103. Uh, and hi Patricia, this is just on paint. You can order paint from Woody's. Okay, you check out B... I don't know about B&Q, says... Oh, this is Christine in Cork. And and she also suggests people maybe need to check out B&Q. But definitely Woody, Woody's are doing orders and I'm assuming they're doing orders for delivery. Is it, or is, is it click and collect? But Christine says uh, to check out uh, Woody's as well. Thank you for that. Now, we've been talking a lot about people who are cocooning or self-isolating and we've been encouraging people to stay in contact by phone, by video calling, by texting, by email. Only today I was talking about the free on post postcards to make sure that you're posting those out. We've just got so many ways to stay in touch. But residents of nursing homes may be feeling very, very lonely because they're missing their families and friends who can no longer visit. Marie McInerney from Drummaham has come up with what I think is a lovely suggestion. It's a simple one and she joins me to outline more. Good morning to you, Marie. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, uh, well, you're, you're very welcome. You were out for a walk one day and your walk takes you past the wonderful Nazareth house, which is just out in Drummahan, just outside of Mallow. And that got you thinking. Tell me what you came uh, up with. Absolutely. I'll tell you, going back to Thursday, March 12th, when we got the notice of the school's closure at half 11 that morning, in my role as chaplain of Glamour Community College, I thought to myself, you know, good will shine through these uncertain days ahead. And as you've mentioned throughout your whole show, we have seen that every day with all the volunteer groups, the community initiatives, and of course, our amazing frontline workers. So that evening, on my walk, I thought of all the residents who have seen no friends or families for over a week at that stage. So I contacted the activities coordinator asking, is there anything we could do? So she suggested that if I could gather some artwork, some letters, short stories, some poetry and email them to her in an easy format so she could just print them off and distribute them to the residents. So I thought, who better to ask than the young people of our community who have been amazing throughout this time and have really risen to the challenges that they've been presented with. So last week, myself and my neighbour Ashling, we set up an email address and a Facebook page, We Are Thinking of You. So we sent out texts to our own local groups ourselves outlining the initiative and we have been inundated with the response. So to date we have sent over 50 pieces of artwork to five nursing homes including Ballynoe Nursing Home and Glentown Care Centre Glenmire where the students of Glenmire Community College have developed well-established links over the past number of years as the students have visited carol singing, ballad singing and even participating in their activities programme. And then, Patricia, the word even spread further, and now work is coming in 
from parents and even grandparents who are cocooning. <laughs> and so, so what? So if somebody p- paints a picture, for example, what they take a photograph of it, isn't it, and, and, and email it to you? Yes. I thought initially I would be able to drop up the artwork, but with yeah. the risk of the virus and all the, the, the things that can go on, they prefer if I if you take a photograph, yeah. take um, a, a good shot of it, I then pop it on um, a Word document yeah. and put the heading, we are thinking of you and from the name of the child and their age. And I suppose that brings a sense of oh. connectedness from the residents that somebody out there is thinking of them during this very, very challenging time for everybody. So is it just artwork or are you getting letters and poems and stories and... So yes, I have a little poem to finish off with today. Um, yes, some and some letters, some stories, short stories that are being read out then during meal times and during time in the sitting room with the nurse, with the residents. And I, the pictures then are being presented to the residents for whoever who would appreciate, whether it be a pet, whether it be a flower, a garden, a rainbow, a butterfly. And of course, this week we have our Easter theme. It's it's fantastic. So you're asking, I mean, Easter holidays now has officially started. Children are yes, having their... and I suppose <laughs> Easter holidays are a difficult one, particularly for our young people, because I thought up to now, we left school Thursday, March 12th. You know, by the Monday, we had online support in terms of homework. We had a little structure to our day. But I suppose these two weeks are a little bit more delicate because, you know, we're on holidays, but yet we're staying at home. So I suppose, with that in mind, I'd always be very concerned in my role as well as chaplain that I'm oh, looking after the well-being. So with that, I put together a few ideas that can be found on the Glanmire Community College website okay. under the heading Virtual Wellbeing Space. And in that, I have little tips and hints and reflections and ideas for us to stay connected as a community. So looking there at Mental Health Ireland, they have suggested five ways to our well-being to practice each day maintain or improve our mental health and these are to connect, to be active, to take notice, to keep learning and to give. And I suppose what this initiative is going to help us to give, yeah. to stay connected, to take notice and indeed to learn. And thankfully Patricia we have YouTube tutorials to inspire or indeed in my case take me step by step how to draw a flower. My art teacher from second school is very proud of my artwork. And, um, you know, we're, we're constantly learning and looking at new ways as we stay at home and looking after our own well-being as well. And listen, children love taking out crayons and pens and pencils and drawing. They never, I mean, I certainly, even when I was in school, you never saw that as homework when you had to paint a picture or to draw no. something. They, children love doing it. And as you we say, do, if we, we can think of Easter theme for this week. Yes. And then on our Facebook page, we'll update maybe each week with a theme. Or maybe if some primary schools are listening, that they might like to take the team on as part of, inverted commas, homework. Um, and maybe even through their English homework, if they wanted to write a little poem or a short story. Um, so that could be incorporated as we go forward. Because I suppose, Patricia, we don't know how long we're yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. And it's the email address is wearethinkingofyou2020 at gmail.com. So it's a simple enough email. Yeah. yeah, so that, that's what we came up with. And maybe you might share the Facebook page on your Facebook. Yeah, I will. So we'll, get John Paul, we'll get John Paul onto that. We'll put it up on our Facebook. Yeah, and I suppose I'd also like to thank the different clubs that have taken on, particularly the Christianic Ladies Gaelic Football Club, who are also supporting this initiative, as well as, you know, the Be Active week that we be creative and being active and staying fit in the confines of the HSE guidelines as well. 
Okay, it's it's lovely. It's a simple initiative, but it is lovely, and and I'm sure it'll just even for those few minutes that an elderly person gets to hold and look at the artwork from a child, it'll just brighten up their day. I mean, and and that's that's literally what it's all about. It's it's terrific. You've got a poem. Was this one of the children wrote this poem, or is it a no? No. My um my friend's mum. Um, I won't name her online now, but yeah, she actually taught me in senior infants. Would okay. So the poem goes: Oh, Corona, you nasty bug, stopping all from having a hug. I wish I had a magic spell to banish you all the. You're breaking up, unfortunately. I mean, are you there? <coughs> are you, 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 sorry, you're break. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry, oh Corona, you nasty bug, stopping all from having a hug. I wish I had a magic spell to banish you all the way to hell. <laughs> Short, simple and to the point. And to the point. <laughs> okay, all right, listen, it's terrific. And and you're obviously not at school, uh, Marie, in, in your role as, as chaplain. How are you coping with the the lockdown and all of that? Yes, I suppose we are so lucky that we have you know, our online medium and our, our um, website that we can stay in touch. So I have the virtual well-being space up there on the homepage of the website. And I suppose it's just to give ideas to everybody's parents, to guardians, and um, to our students of how we can stay well and stay home. And this too will pass. And I think that's very important yeah, to absolutely. You this too will pass. Okay, and the helpline, we are the email. We are thinking of you, 2020 at gmail.com. Maria, great initiative. Thank you for that and stay safe. Good morning to you. Bye bye. It's Maria McInerney joining us from Drummerham, which is a chaplain of the Glenmar Community College. And there is, I don't know if you've been out at night, take a look at We have a full moon dew tonight. I was looking at it last night. It's absolutely stunning. I think it's been called a pink moon. Uh, I heard somewhere. But somebody has sent in a piece just on the full moon. If you are sensitive to full moon energies, which, by the way, a lot of people are, and you talk to anyone who answers, phones at a helpline or answers phones at a radio station they will tell you it's a full moon we always get an increase in calls and some of them are strange calls indeed and they're always linked to full moons but anyway if you're sensitive to a full moon energies you may be feeling like you're going to have a meltdown let the tears flow and give yourself extra love and rest and allow the release of pent up energy You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. That didn't really come as any surprise to me to hear on the news that the restrictions on movements will now not be lifted next Sunday, Easter Sunday, the 12th of April. The National Public Health Emergency Team, they've yet to make a formal recommendation to extend the measures, but the Health Minister, Simon Harris, is saying highly unlikely it's going to be relaxed. The National Public Health Emergency Team will be discussing the restrictions today and they'll make a final call on Friday. But Simon Harris is saying the measures are working and they now just need to stay in place and I think we are in this for the long haul folks we just have to get on with it and so it didn't come as any surprise in the news what I was completely taken aback with on the news was hearing the piece from Barry saying the Guardian for Moy stopping a car and four people in the car who'd come from County Meath for a drive I mean what part of staying within two kilometres of your home are people just not getting it's just 
beyond scandalous. It, it really is. I think we are going to get to the stage where we're going to have to start fining people because if each of those four people got fined a thousand euro for being outside their two kilometres, I tell you, they'd stop and think about doing it, going for a, a spin again for sure. Okay, some of your texts coming in. Hi, Patricia. I'm disappointed that right now you're not showing any compassion for Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Instead, you're projecting a very judgmental stance. Anyone and everyone with this virus should not be subjected to negative comments. Forget politics, think humanity. And my apologies if I came across as judgmental. Listen, I wish Boris Johnson and anybody else who gets this dreadful, dreadful virus, I wish them nothing but the best of luck and the best of good health. And my apologies if I came across as judgmental uh, because, uh, believe me, it wasn't intended. Uh, thank you for your text to 0862103103. Hi, a friend of mine claimed for their COVID-19 payment on Thursday of last week. When can they expect to have their money paid into their bank account? Well, we're told that anyone whose application went in by close of business last Thursday their payment will be delivered to their bank accounts today, Tuesday the 7th of April. So tell them to check their bank accounts. It should be in, but it needed to be in by close of business on Thursday, last Thursday, the 2nd of April. So if they did it online by mywelfare.ie, then you would know it was in by close of business. They should have received it uh, today. So tell them to uh, check the bank account, please. Hi, Patricia. I'd like to know something. My husband and I are both pensioners and we have a daughter living with us. Our daughter is drawing job seekers allowance. I would like to know, are we both entitled to the free fuel allowance and the TV allowance and the ESB reduction? Thanking you. So you want double of double of the fuel allowance, double of the TV allowance and double of the ESB uh, reduction. As far as I know, and I don't have time to check it now because I'm on air, it's a payment to the household. I don't think, I've never heard of anybody getting double two. Why would you want two TV licences? And I've certainly never heard of anybody getting a double. The ESB reduction is paid towards the household bill because one ESB bill comes in, so I don't know how you would end up with two. And I'm, I'm assuming it's the same with the free fuel allowance. I'll get it checked, but my understanding would be no it's one payment and it's it's because it's a household package so it's paid to the household regardless of how many people are living in the household. Christine in Cork says is there a website through which we can donate for the nurses and the frontline staff that you're talking about on Friday Patricia because I'm afraid if we ring the number we mightn't be able to get through uh, you, well the phone line doesn't go live and, 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 and I hope Christine it'll be that busy that people will have problems getting through but if you click on c103.ie but wait until Friday you'll be able to make a one-off donation online as well. So it's our own website, c103.ie, but we're not accepting the donations until uh, Friday. Hi, I check in with, I checked up on an elderly person and she said, I don't want, she didn't want my help. That's fine. You know what I mean? And well done for you for checking up. And that's all we ask of people is to check in. Some elderly people are absolutely flying it. They are nailing this cocooning and they're doing really well. And some people have lots of help, which is is terrific. And other people don't necessarily need it or if they need it, they'll come to you. And the fact that you've gone to that elderly person and, and said, you know, is everything OK? And she said, I'm fine. I don't need any help. But she will know that if the day comes 
that she does need help, she'll remember that you cont- contacted her. So well done, you've done your you've done your act of kindness. Maybe check in on there might be somebody else in the area that needs your help. Thank you for mentioning the ESB workers and the water division workers at Cork County Council. And my pleasure, they're working extremely hard. There's a lot of people behind the scenes. We have a tendency to focus, and rightly so, on the frontline staff in the hospitals. But there's a lot of other people that are just keeping us all going at the moment. And certainly those that power our lights and keep our water flowing have got to be recognised as well. Hi Patricia, if you're not sick and doing all of the right things there's no reason why a person can't go out no matter what age you are, says Pat. Well Pat there is honey, there absolutely is. If you're over 70 and you are are suffering from an underlying condition, you just, you can't go out. You just, it's not that you can't go out we're asking people not to go out and it's not to go out okay the person over 70 that you're talking about and they're doing all the right things and they're feeling fine and they go out and what happens if they meet somebody who has the coronavirus and then they pick it up and then two days later they become really unwell and then look what's happened to Boris Johnson thought he was doing fine now he's ended up in ICU we're trying to protect the people over 70 because we know when we hear all those stats every day the number of people are dying when they give us the breakdown on the age of the people that die they are the people over 70 we're trying to make sure that those people over the, oh, in their 70s in their 80s in their 90s have, as Leo says many many more birthdays to come so please stay indoors and I know people will be disappointed to hear that the restrictions are not, not going to be lifted next uh, Sunday but it's not going to be very much longer and in this time next year when we're heading into Easter of next year we'll look back and we'll be saying God you remember this time last year how would we ever forget it so it isn't for very much longer please don't call out my name says this texter just wondering are post office delivery personnel obliged to wear uh, gloves don't know if they're obliged uh, to wear them. Certainly the postman who calls to us here at C103 has gloves on every day, but I'm assuming that's an individual uh, choice. But can I just say on the wearing of gloves, some people seem to think that this is we wear gloves and you're, you're definitely not going to get coronavirus and it's going to keep you safe. I was listening to an expert on controlling the virus and he was making the point that people need to be very careful, people who opt to wear gloves, that you keep the gloves sterilised. Your gloves are just, they're, they're like your hands. If you don't sterilise them, the gloves will pick up the virus and will pass it on as well. So you've got to keep good, the good hand hygiene also has to be kept in mind for the gloves and I know I've seen a lot of people in the supermarkets uh, wearing gloves you need to be careful then when you're taking off the gloves and you still have to make sure that you're washing your hands constantly and I heard a really good tip for people who are nervous about going shopping and they're afraid that if somebody else has picked up something and maybe they sneezed into their hand and they hit the virus and then it went on to something else and you're picking up a package inside and you know a box of cereal and somebody sneezed on it and you don't know and you can't see it and all of that and and this is where the hand hygiene and keeping your hands away from your face comes into it but when you're in a supermarket if you are very nervous if you are you naturally lean to your right hand in that you write with your right hand. Then keep your right hand in your pocket and pick up everything with your left hand. Or if you're left-handed, do the opposite. Put your left hand in your pocket and pick up everything with your right hand. The theory behind it is that if because we all touch our face so much and are not even aware we're touching our face, 
but you more than likely will touch your face with if you're right-handed with your right-handed and if you're left-handed with your left hand. So, therefore, if you're in a supermarket and you're picking up items with the other hand and then you forget and you touch your face, you'll have touched your face with the hand that you most use and you won't have picked up any any items with it. I thought that was a really, really smart tip. And I'll let you know how I got on when I head to the shops later and I'm going to, I'm going to give that one a try uh, for sure. Hi, Patricia. The €350 Euro per week that has been paid out for the coronavirus, the unemployment payment, is that taxable? No, it's not. There was a rumour went around and I don't know. I was, myself and John Paul were discussing this in the office last week, how this went around. People were of the view that it was going to have to be paid back and people were going to be taxed on it. And it isn't. It is an unemployment payment. So you won't have to, to, to pay it back. It's, it's, and I don't know where or why this particular issue, this particular rumour has gone around that people, when they go back to work, are going to have to pay it back. The only one we could find was, was if you were overpaid on social welfare. This was pe- this is for people who have a social welfare payment and were also applying for the COVID-19 uh, payment. There was a slight chance that you might have been overpaid, but that was a very different issue. But for everybody else who finds themselves in that position that they're temporarily being laid off, no, you're not going to be uh, taxed uh, on it. Grace uh, joins me on the comment line. Good afternoon to you, Grace. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing today? And not too bad at all, Patricia. I was just listening to you there, Patricia, uh, about people driving you around. That's quite true, Patricia. I only went shopping myself the other day and the amount of people that were out was unbelievable, Patricia. But they'll have to put a fine on it. I mean, everyone is doing well. They're doing their most endeavours to get things uh, rectified the way we go back to normal, normal life. But at the way some people are carrying on, we won't be back to normal life at all. Uh, I mean, the the guards are out there. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, likewise yourself. You're fantastic. Everybody. So you you think the like when the guardie in Formoy stopped that car this morning with four people from Meath who went out for a spin? You think they should have been fined? Oh yes, definitely, definitely. I would agree. Imagine to come all the way from Mala. Ah, uh, come on. Come on, like, and we all inside, up on the television, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. We're, I'll tell you, we're even tired of, tired of looking at it. And people like that can't get the gist to just stay, like, right, if they want to go shopping, fair enough. But, like, come all the way some, that is ridiculous. They should have been fine there and then from Mala. Yeah, get out and do your essential businesses and go home. That's what we're all told right. to do. Okay. Listen, Grace, stay safe. And look after yourself. Uh, Bye bye. There's a power outage in Skibbereen, Union Hall, and surrounding areas. The wonderful ESB network workers that we just mentioned a little while ago, they're working to repair it as uh, quickly as possible. John Paul says he's inundated himself and Sadie with calls from people living in the peninsulas, Bear Peninsula, Mislam Peninsula, with uh, holiday makers visiting the area, going to their holiday homes. Locals now are scared. And they're not happy. Many of them are over 70 and they're cocooning. But they can see uh, the people arriving from outside their front doors. Well, stay inside those front doors and keep yourself uh, safe. And Mags in Ballyclaw says, Hi Patricia, just checking if I heard right that a family were checkpointed in Formoy having travelled from County Meath. What happens to them now? Do they have to drive back to their home in County Meath? Maybe others are travelling like this coming up to the Easter weekend. I wasn't aware that this was going on so much. Yeah. 
yeah people are just not I don't know I don't know how we're going to get through to people maybe Grace is right maybe starting in, introducing 1000 euro fines would certainly make a lot of money out of it anyway for in the first week until the, the message got through uh, to people Hi Patricia can I ask if someone passes away from coronavirus would a priest be able to anoint them it's been on my mind since a friend passed away well when I had the wonderful father Tim Hazelwood on last, last week and we were talking about the difference funerals and the way funerals are being handled at the moment I asked him that and he said they have been issued with um, guidelines and uh, he said yeah where priests can get in and they have been and that there's chaplains and that inside in the all of the main hospitals as well that yeah anyone that needs to be anointed will be anointed they certainly will never be found uh, wanting but they've been issued with guidelines I think one of the guidelines was they have to wear gloves which which must be very difficult for priests as well and, and I'm assuming if it was a COVID-19 patient they'd have to wear all the PPE gear you know the the visor and the the mask and, and the gowns and, and what so don't be worried about that if if any of us need to be anointed, there'd be a priest or a chaplain available uh, for sure. Uh, Catherine says, would it not be a good idea to allow the student accommodation, i.e. in Dean Hall, to be used by the nurses? Some of the nurses, we're told, have to move out because they're sharing with other nurses. Yeah, they've been talking about this for the last, uh, since last week. Uh, most parents paid up full for that accommodation until May and they're now unlikely to get a refund could we not start using the student accommodation uh, for the nurses yeah why not hi Patricia keep up the good work any place that one can get seeds for kitchen garden like peas and carrots etc in the Mallow area the Mallow area seeds for peas and carrots does anybody know I mean I'm assuming you can get it online but we're trying to where we're, we're, we're any is available locally. We're trying to get people to buy locally and just with shopping online as well. If you can find, I, I needed to buy something during the week online the, with a shop that wasn't open, but I found a local store that have moved to online and I bought my purchases online, which is terrific. And that's what we need to start doing more of. So I don't know if there's anywhere online that you could get it locally, but maybe somebody else has spotted peas and carrots, seeds, please. Any of the supermarkets doing it? Any of the algaes or the littles where we've heard they're doing paint? Are they doing seeds? I don't know. If anybody can help us with that, 1850-333-103. And another listener says, well done to that listener who sent in the text telling some of the people contacting your programme this week to stop moaning. Yes, we're all missing visiting our family and we're struggling to pay our health insurance. But is it life-threatening? No, it's not. Maybe say a little prayer for those who have died, their families and those who will find today absolutely devastating. Heartfelt thanks to you and to uh, John Paul and all the team for your amazing work and incredible patience. And your incredible uh, patience. Yeah, I think John Paul and Sadie in particular are having a huge amount of... uh, they have to have a huge amount of patience and they're so understanding and I think for Sadie I think John Paul has been doing the phones for so long he knows he knows uh, the type of cause and the amount of cause that we get in but I think it's it's a baptism of fire for sure for Sadie and she's doing she's doing remarkably well but you are right in the scheme of things when we decide to moan uh, etc and, and you know sometimes we need to have a good moan but you know we can just if we all get through this and we don't have lost a loved one. By God, won't we uh, be doing well? Particularly when you hear people going on. I know somebody else was making the point about the um, 
the downturn in the economy and if you're listening to some people going on and on about the, the downturn here it is it's a really good text in and I wanted to mention this from John saying hi Patricia I'm getting very annoyed at some media outlets who are constantly churning out all the doomsday scenario and the doomsday information regarding the damage to our economy and the international economies my point of frustration is we cannot do anything about this at the moment other than try and stay home and stay safe over ramming the financial figures helping absolutely no one we are not in charge of our normal lives at the moment and this virus is a lesson that we are all vulnerable we're a very vulnerable race and economies are artificial and without health there is no economy so let's start let's stop beating up ourselves with financial crisis talks health is wealth at the end of the day you can bank on that. Keep smiling and keep staying healthy. Happy Easter from John. And when I read that, I, I clapped actually, John. I said, uh, well done, because I've been having the same discussions with uh, people at home and people I've been chatting with over the phone and I've been having the same discussion with John Paul and Sadie as well. It's just, uh, and it's one of the things, if you're regularly listening to the programme, I'm avoiding doing topics about the economy. There's not a lot we can do about it at the moment. And if we just all come through this safe and healthy and as many of us intact as possible, we will be doing well. And economies will recover. We've been through enough recessions in the past and we've gotten through it and and we will get through it and we'll pull together and we'll come out the other side. So thank you for your text to 0862 103 103. The C103 Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. And I saw a text in earlier from somebody who was looking for this information because I called it out, I think, yesterday. And it's somebody, if you're cocooning at the moment and you need physiotherapy advice, you can contact Carberry Physiotherapy free of charge. They've also posted a list of HSC validated exercises on the Carberry Physiotherapy Facebook page and it's to encourage older people to maintain mobility but you can give them a call Carberry Physiotherapy you can give them a call if you need some help Uh, All events for Parkinson Awareness Week have been cancelled. Instead, you're asked to support them by taking part in a virtual coffee morning. And that's happening next Monday, Easter Monday morning at 11am. You're invited to raise your cup of coffee or tea to show you're thinking of the Parkinson's community and upload a picture on social media. Donations can be made to www.parkinsons.ie forward slash donate. And some of the wonderful community groups that are offering help include the Bantry branch of the Irish Red Cross. They're available to help with shopping, etc. Our members of the Together for Bantry Hospital Group are also helping out 87 if you're in the Bantry area. And the chairman of Dramina Community Council, Donal O'Connell, they're arranging help for anybody in the Dramina area. His number is 85 this Good Friday, C103 asks you to do something really good. Really good. Support Cork's frontline legends. Cork's frontline legends. Help raise funds from medical teams going above and beyond to save lives during the COVID-19 pandemic. We all come together. We all come together. 
We've joined forces with the Mercy Hospital Foundation and CUH Charity to ask you to donate just 19 euro. Just 19 euro. All money raised will support services for medical staff. For medical staff. This Good Friday, click c103.ie and make a one-off donation. Or call 1850-50-96-96. Supporting Cork's frontline legends. With no DC Skoda, New Mallow Road, Cork. Proud to get behind those steering us through the COVID-19 crisis. No dc.com on c103 record today on c103 call patricia with your comment 1850-333-103 well, i've just seen a text in somebody wondering can they collect their pension on thursday instead of friday because the post offices are only open friday morning they're only open a half day uh, this week payments normally due on thursday the 9th of april can be collected tomorrow, Wednesday and payments normally due on Friday the 10th of April and Monday the 13th of April can be collected on Thursday the 9th of April. Payments due on Thursday the 14th will be paid as normal. So yes, uh, if you are due a payment and it's a double payment this week, folks, remember that. If you do a payment on Friday, you can collect it from the post office tomorrow or on, not tomorrow, you can collect it on Thursday and then only on Friday morning uh, up to one o'clock. Post offices are closing one o'clock on uh, Friday. So a day before they are allowing people to collect payments. Now the West Cork Hotel have set up a Facebook page asking all past brides brides and grooms to send in their wedding pictures with details and memories and it's to create a hashtag memories series of posts. To find out more, Anne Baker, who is the front office... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Manager with the West Cork Hotel in Skibbereen joins me. Uh, good mor- Good afternoon to you, Anne. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. I was doing my research yesterday, getting ready and prepping for the show, and I knew this piece was coming up. So I went onto your onto your Facebook page, and can I say, an hour went by in the blink of an eye with me looking at all of the pictures and reading all of the comments. It is just the most fantastic idea. Who came up with the idea, and how did it all come about? Well, I suppose uh, the reason that I'm on the show, which you hear now today, is because I suppose the idea was an idea that I had had personally with quite some time, I suppose, in the back of my head. The hotel has been here since 1902 and has been the cornerstone of Skibbereen and has celebrated many, many weddings and functions and everything else, you know, um, for people of West Cork. And it was something that I would have loved to have done over the time, but I suppose everybody leads a very busy life, a very hectic schedule. Um, last week we were tagged in a memory um, I suppose for an anniversary for Anne and Dennis McCarthy and Jim League celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary last week um, by Patsy McCarthy and that really struck a chord with me I don't know if you saw it yourself I did, that, Patricia, yeah. I did. Um, it was such a heartbreaking time for that couple you know um, for what should have been such a very happy day or at, you know at best case scenario that he should have been able to be with her you know 
And it just, I suppose I've been mulling about it and thinking about it and we put up the, a post regarding them. And I just decided last Thursday, you know, um, everyone's in lockdown. We're all self-isolating or we're cocooning. And now would be a lovely time to come in and put a, a positive focus on things for people, to remind them of, you know, their very happy times in their lives. And also to give a focus that better times are going to come ahead of us, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And the response to date has been incredible. Do you know, it's phenomenal. I, I suppose I started there last Thursday afternoon. Um, I was blown away, literally blown away by the immediate response, the amount of entries that were coming in for it. And that was even before we decided that we'd do a little draw for everybody that entered into it to win um, a night away in the bridal suite. So I suppose Sticking. to bring back the couple again, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that was even prior to kind of that decision. Um, it was just, it's, it's been phenomenal, you know, the amount of people that have sent in to us, you know, couples themselves, um, relations, children, grandchildren, neighbours on behalf of others. It's just amazing. And you know? I'm just loving looking at the style in all of the photographs. Yeah. I tell you, the one that really caught my eye and it's something that I don't know if you would see happen today and it was the double wedding of the two Bohan sisters. Yes. <laughs> and and it's they're actually coming up to their 40th wedding anniversary. It was, okay, it's Anne Bohan, it's it's Drummadoon. Am I pronouncing that right? Drummadoon. Oh, you're doing as good as me now on yeah. the town. Okay, they, it was Anne Bowen married Mike McCarthy, but Anne's sister Mary married Pat O'Sullivan from My Ross. And there is a photograph of them, and they celebrated their wedding in the cathedral in Skibbereen after us, then back to the West Cork Hotel. And it was one of their daughters sent it in because it said, My grandfather walked them both down the aisle in the church. One went to the left and one went to the right, and they yeah. had a double wedding. You would never hear that today. No, not at all. It's amazing. They were one of, of two now. We had another couple as well that had a double wedding unfortunately one of the, the two couples have passed away uh. since so we did acknowledge them on our Facebook page there over the weekend because I just thought it was important to um, to acknowledge the second couple involved as well it came to light after the first couples were put up uh. you know and it was it's just look it's been amazing um, the support that we've got the responses from people I mean they're still coming in we're up to 73 couples as of this morning and, and I love uh, some people have actually kept the bill yes <laughs> Yeah, and little notes. Um, I mean, to see, you know, weddings gone by and the cost of them, I think the first one there that we put up now, which I thought was absolutely amazing, um, was just under £200, <laughs> you know. But I'm looking at one from from 1986. It was very good value. It was £1,465. Yes, and I, I think it was 1000 for cash. <laughs> 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 it's just it's 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 incredible, and people are uh, obviously the the brides that got married in, in the last number of years can ha- have pictures. It's easy to to send them on to you, but others are it's what they're taking photographs of the picture in the frame that's yes. hanging up on a wall. I take yeah. it somewhere at home, yeah, or out of a photo album. Um, it's it's just phenomenal, you know. And then people are reacting to the memory and saying, "I remember the day, and I was there, and oh, I can't believe it was that long ago." and yeah, I mean, people are reconnecting, and that is fantastic. You see a lot of um, comments there if you've read through them all. And um, some people would say, you know, you know, I went to school with you, and yeah. you know, I haven't seen you in you know maybe thirty or forty years, and you know, I mean, the reconnections that people are making with each other is absolutely amazing, you know, and it's giving, I suppose. People that are in self-isolation, that are cocooning at this time. I had a message from one lady. She sent in her parents' um, memories. And she said that her mother, who's in self-isolation now, because she has um, an underlying health condition, 
has it, our posts have really brightened her day and have given her a focus, you know, to pass through the day. And I think that's just it's just so touching. It's fantastic, you know. And what was the story of the girl who lost her wedding ring? Well, this is one engagement now, ring. This is one now that I have heard. Um, in my almost four years here, I've heard the story so many times. And while I, while I have found the couple, they haven't come forward and looked at his personal choice. But uh, the, the gentleman that went into the water and retrieved the ring for them, um, his wife had come forward to us. And she tagged us in the, the post there from the Southern Star, from their article at the time back in 2012. Her, her, her engagement ring fell off during, was it a photo shoot? Um, I, I think they were out on the bridge from, from what I have understood from it and it, it slipped into the water. <laughs> and so a gentleman that was at it now, this lady that, whose husband it was, he, um, I'm not sure his full background, I suppose, to be absolutely honest with you, but he had got, went away and he got the full kit. A wetsuit? Yeah, a full kit, a diving kit, more or less, and kind of got into the water on search for it with people lying on the bridge above, uh, looking down into the water, <laughs> trying to pinpoint exactly move where it landed. Move to the left, move to the left. Yeah, and it was found, and it was um, a piece of fame at the time, and a, a big, massive story, you know, that people still talk about to this day. Uh, and, 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 and you've put up the picture from the Southern Star, it's incredible, and I loved one of the comments on the, <laughs> the her shoes are amazing. <laughs> Yes, and they were. And when, uh, they were. How, that was almost oh, 2012, right? It's nearly yes. eight, it's eight, eight, eight years ago. Eight years ago, ago yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's it's gorgeous. It really is. It's just, it's something, as I say, you will, I would direct everybody to, to the West Cork Hotel's Facebook page. You will spend hours literally going through oh. all the photographs and the pictures of the big cakes and everything. It's just, it's great. It it really is. It's it's a fabulous, fabulous idea. Because I take it, Anne, you have that awful job now. There's cancelled weddings this year are, are they yes uh, yeah. yes we're post, hoping yeah, yes. yeah. Can, sorry you're, yes. you're dead right heartbreaking though it's very very difficult for couples I suppose like we'd have a lot of um, weddings ourselves here in the hotel but we also cater for accommodation for the surrounding area as well for some of the smaller properties you know and um, the likes of Listard Estate and Inishbeg and places like that we would house a lot of the accommodation for their weddings and so we're seeing a lot a lot of postponements for people and it is very very difficult for couples um, we had one couple now that were due to get married with us um, a humanist ceremony this Saturday coming um, Anna Flanagan and Jamie Bright and we actually uh, just a couple of weeks ago we had the humanist ceremony here in the hotel just the two of themselves and uh. Anna's parents uh, with the registrar so that they could have that piece of it and their main wedding party now has been postponed to next January which look they got a little piece of it and they're going to have a fantastic day uh, yeah, next January. Yeah, they'll have it to look forward to. They will, and everyone yeah. will come together, you know. Yeah, it's dreadful. And is the hotel, are you still operating? Are you closed? Are you... No, unfortunately not. I suppose when um, this kind of pandemic started to break out there on the 12th of March, we had a large day of um, communions, or confirmations, sorry, here in the hotel. And we've been discussing it since then for a few days, and we were kind of saying, you know, would you, would you keep the property open? Um, we are... I suppose, an important business here in Skibbereen with a long number of time. You know, we look after locals as well as business people and everything else coming through our doors. And we deliberated for a few days, but we decided anyway that for in the interest of our staff and for our customers and also to support, I suppose, the frontline workers and to do our part, we close the hotel doors there on the 20th of March. It's a tough decision, isn't it? It's a hard one to make, but I suppose, look, we're living in a time now that where we have to think of, you know, the bigger picture of it. Um, it's like well, we could keep the property open 
you know, are we facilitating, you know, um, going against what the frontline staff are out to do? So we look, we decided in the best interest of everybody, and it was a very, very difficult decision that was made there by the Looney family, by their son Barry, who is the manager of the hotel and his parents that own it, um, to close the doors. I mean, it's a lot of staff that unfortunately are unemployed at the moment, um, but, you know, they will all be back here with us, and yeah. we, we, will look, we can't wait. We'll be looking forward to the day that we'll be opening the doors again and welcoming everyone back into us. And in the meantime, people can hashtag memories can look back on all the wonderful weddings that took place at the West Cork uh, the Hotel and look forward to many more in the future. Exactly. OK, and listen, thanks a million for taking time out to talk to us. I see a text coming in saying, Patricia, I have a bill for the West Cork Hotel from 1973. 120 guests and it was £110. Pounds. Fantastic. <laughs> you probably got a bit off for paying cash. Listen, <laughs> thanks a million, Thank Anne. And much. stay safe. Thanks stay for having safe. me. Stay safe. Bye-bye. 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 That is uh, Anne Baker. Uh, front office manager at the wonderful West Cork Hotel in uh, Skibbereen. And when we were talking about the shock here in that piece on the news of the crowd who went for a spin from County Meath, a listener says, well, Patricia, I was also shocked when I heard that on the news when they were stopped outside Formoy when I heard of those people who decided to come from Meath to Formoy for a drive. I wanted to go to visit my mam's grave in Newmarket. I live in Mallow. wanted to put some flowers on the grave because it's her birthday soon and I wouldn't... Con- con- I wouldn't attempt or even consider uh, going because of the ruling and then you've got people who can just get into a car thinking nothing of it and decide we're going to go for a drive to Cork it really is uh, shameful Um, Hi Patricia love your programme just to let you know there used to be a wedding there Tuesday to Saturday every week back in the 80s it was such a a popular and a busy uh, hotel Yeah, as I say go on go on to their Facebook page it's just it's the double weddings that I can't get over I remember once seeing a double wedding back in mm, probably would have been the early 80s uh, seeing it just passing in in it was in Clonmel passing the hotel and seeing passing the church actually and they roll out for the photographs and seeing two sisters get married but it's it's not something that you would see today it was more commonplace but it's not and I suppose we, we're thinking about an era as well where dad might have fully paid for the wedding was it cheaper to have all the ads and uncles at one wedding rather than doubling up and having two weddings say both in the same year but it certainly is something that you wouldn't see a lot of uh, today 1850 lines open <laughs> Eggfoilamach quiddenanihe is farlin. Shae Troer C103 Air Kirkig. She balancholic gunpowder mills count us na fergun of Starula is simula e gurkig. Bunnyche sevlian shachtiag anoha kahar. Agas bunnyche faimas skdi lua sevihuhish. Agas ek bunnyche avon visuas le kuig hiad dene e gobers na milte. Inchiter skiel bioga fensail in agents and ochtu agas na yuhish diag. Sna fergun of Shaw. Perfeiter fools kurtu hortarha. Hapork regu na chvalin choliger na palte inish. Agas ek oskelte dum bubble. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Patricia, when you were mentioning sisters getting married at the West Cork Hotel, there's another picture gone up which I saw of um, Annie Duggan and Charlie Duggan and Biddy Forbes and Richard Forbes. They were two sisters who uh, married 51 years ago, both still uh, alive and celebrating their 51st wedding anniversary. Someone else, a Douglas listener says, I still have the bill for drinks at my wedding reception in 1966. We had free drinks for everyone and the bill was just over £3. 
say Douglas. Hi, listener. Thank you for that. And Margaret and Derry in Greece. As Tricia, I was in my garden yesterday doing some weeding. Decided to take a break for a cup of coffee with the hubby. Sat outside enjoying the sunshine when we saw two swallows flying around. It was a breath of fresh air to see them. I'm wondering, is it too early for them? It might be, but it does show you that summer is on the way. And Sheila says, hi, Trish, to all those people who keep fretting about time after lockdown. Count yourselves lucky that the virus hasn't got you yet. Live for today. An old priest I knew used to always say, take every day as a gift from God. It'll all be the same in a hundred years time. It's true. History keeps repeating itself. At least this isn't the famine or it isn't the Black Plague. So treat every day as a gift from God and live in the now. Uh, Joe Heffernan, I'm sure, would agree with that. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon. Uh, It's all about living in the now, isn't it? It is. One day at a time would be one of our favourite sayings. Um, And yeah, we're trying to do that. We'd have a day good, a day not so good, an hour good, an hour not so good. Um, You know, amazingly, I can find at times that I'm extremely tired for no reason. I'm not exactly ploughing fields. Um, Yeah, we're getting in our walk every day. Uh, You know, I suppose we can be touchy at times. We need to be careful uh, understanding that the other person is stressed also. Um, yeah, I think more than ever, we need to remember to be kind to yes. each other. Yes. And it's not, it can, I mean, I think we can get on each other's nerves. Absolutely. I mean, and Over the simplest yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but it's to know and identify that that's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, we've had some very good people in our lives now recently that have been so helpful. I'd like to say a thanks so much, and I regret that I hadn't said it previously, to uh, Leo Fitzgerald at um, Music Raw Studio um, up here uh, relatively near us. Um, he was brilliant, you know, when we did that thing, and he put it up on YouTube. Um, I, I'd be... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't exactly be... Um, uh, proficient in putting anything up on anything like that but he did anyway and I'd like to say that anyone who enjoys it the idea of putting it up was um, that you know during this old black bleak time that um, it might bring a moment of joy like the lady two minutes two seconds ago there about the swallows the name of the song is The Swallow with Marla McAuliffe and myself and um there's anyone who plays it, you know, either either now or make a note for the future to put a few bob into your favourite charity. Um, a favourite of ours, of course, with our situation with Ken, would be cancer research. Um, we'd love to see a lot more research going on that maybe that uh, it can help... Uh, with uh, Ken finding a cure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And music, I think, can be a great distraction for people because there's there's just so much information out there at the moment. You can get information overload. You can. And, you know, some people are saying it's all doom and gloom. It's all bad news. And it's not because there's some very positive stories coming out as well. But sometimes just I like I try at the weekend to have a COVID-19 free day. And instead of constantly watching and updating TV and and news and whatever, listen to music. Music is is really healing. And we would be in touch. We'd be blessed here in Boerbury, really, with um, our parish priest, uh, Father Jim Kennelly. Um, 
a great man to um, have an old chat with. It needn't be in the least bit, you know, um, totally, totally religious. He's a very practical man and uh, has a great old sense of humour. Um, I remember the time that uh, Ken and uh, the family were in trouble in uh, New York City uh, when everything was crazy. Um, you know, they were in trouble in everywhere. Visa, cancer, visa, financially. And, you know, he, he immediately, when he heard it, came and visited us. And um, and he didn't come empty-handed. He's a very practical man. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, Nora Breen this morning, again, our post lady, um, you know, uh, uh, Mary had contacted her about litre of milk, uh, slice pen, this, that, the other thing. All arrived, perfect, and um, and, and, and and that's great, you know. So... There are some great positives uh, that can be taken, I think, from this. I'll tell you a lovely story. Um, my my cousin, uh, Mary Collins, in Kildare, um, she's a great reader. Now, she, she's getting on in years. I hope she won't mind me saying that. And um, uh, she's a, a great customer, as it were, in the local library. That would be now, I think, the Fermoy branch. And out of the blue, she got a phone call that there were some books on the way to her. She didn't ask. This was offered. And um, lo and behold, anyway, on her doorstep arrived a bag with 20 novels, carefully chosen in the kind of uh, genre that she'd like to read. And um, I thought, how wonderful. Well, that was the local library. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Listen, libraries and librarians are just amazing. And there's so many people out there willing to help. But some people, Joe, find it hard to ask. You need to reach out. Like you needed to reach out to your postman. Or Mary did it to say, oh, we're out of the bread and the milk. You need to reach out. There are people there ready, willing and able. And Nora is only too willing and able. And, um, you know... Everything perfect. Um, so, yeah, there are some very good people. Our sons are great. There is no day passes that they don't phone. Um, you know, uh, Ken uh, is in touch quite a lot uh, with Kaylee and little Dylan uh, from Cayman. They're doing things very well there. Um, they, they have a curfew at certain hours and uh, et cetera, et cetera, and he's doing okay. Brilliant. Now, Brilliant. at the moment, he'd be at the very end of his fortnight's chemo, so these couple of days wouldn't be great. But he, but, ha- but he yeah, has to... Re- will come he again, really has know. to protect himself. Listen, have a great Easter, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday, and stay safe and continue cocooning. Yeah. And look after yourself. Okay. Yeah. Happy okay. Easter to you. Stay safe. God bless. Okay. That's Joe Heffernan, um, who runs a counselling practice in Bohop. We 0297 That's where I leave you for today. Thanks to JP and Sadie. Stay safe. Talk tomorrow.